Welcome to Harvest Valley Worship Center's Sermon of the Week. You can discover more about our church, pastors, and special guests at hvwc.com. We hope that you are blessed by today's message. Will you guys give God a shout of praise this morning? Man, he's good. So good. It's so good to be back here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe the lights will come up. I can see you. Um, man, it's, it's, uh, it's been a whirlwind. What's up, Mike? Good to see you. It's been nice having hugs. Felt like I've been isolated because I've been isolated. I have been. Um, yeah, what a wild ride. I'll, I wanted to share a couple of um, just notes from my journey um, this morning and then a little bit about faith and believing God um, because I think... I think that trials test faith, right? And, and they, it's to produce some things. And so um, I'm going after fruit. Amen? So um, um, December 1st, um, I, wasn't feeling, I was feeling off. Uh, woke up, and I felt like, Okay, I'm coming down with something. Like, anybody ever get that? Like, ah, something's off here. I'm coming down with something. I could feel that sensation, right? Like, I'm coming down with something. And then I suddenly, um, the Lord had been impressing upon me for a year to trust him in rest. And so normally, in my performer mode and uh, get it done mode and Superman mode, my in-laws actually for Christmas sent me a Superman mug. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. I'm like, I don't want that. Um, so <laughs> so um, it was, no, I like the mug. Okay, I'm just saying I don't need to be Superman. Um, but it was, it was interesting because <clears throat> um, I pr- just took a minute and just sought the Lord and just canceled my Thursday. This was on a Wednesday. Just canceled my Thursday, canceled MIT. I'm like, okay, I got to just rest because this is the Lord's telling me let go. I'm just going to rest. So I canceled Thursday. And um, Thursday, woke up in extreme pain, like the most, like, this, like you get the fever muscle aches. This was a different level of pain. I had not experienced muscle cramp ache across my whole back and all my legs like that before. I was like, this is crazy. And uh, so, you know, uh, Mika's, Mika, go, Mika went to work, okay? <laughs> Let me just say, she just jumped on. She's like, bam, 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 bam. I'm taking all this stuff. And, um, and then Friday, she's like, okay, we've got a COVID test. Did a quick COVID test, had COVID. And then, uh, then it's a quick call out to people. And we had... Drugs showing up from friends. We had all types of all types of stuff coming in. My dad it was great. My dad, uh, <laughs> my dad's on the phone uh, with Mika, and he's a he's an MD, and is well versed in um, preventative protocols and and early treatments with COVID, and and has been very aggressive with that. He lives in the state of Oregon, which doesn't even allow for a prescription of ivermectin or allow for any preventative measures, they don't allow it. It's it's true. Like, the pharmacy will not give you no matter what. It's like contraband. 
even though it's been proven to be one of the most safest drugs on the planet. So, um, I know this, this, um, this YouTube video might get banned, so we'll find another place to host it. Um, just saying. Might, you might have to get past the false information tag to see this sermon. I got fact-checked already. I can feel it. It's not even on YouTube. Um, so, my dad, my dad has been on it from the beginning, and him and Mika just worked beautifully together. And um, I was so at peace, like so at peace, like I just trust you, Lord. Like I'm not concerned about my life. I'm not concerned about this temporary pain because it's temporary. Like I wasn't worried, right? And so um, that went on for seven days straight of just a tremendous level of pain. On the seventh day, fever broke, and I'm like, oh, oh I'm on the mend. This is great. <laughs> then I start coughing. Um, and then um, uh, come to find out within a few days, I definitely had uh, pneumonia in both lungs, um, very intense. And this is like three weeks ago. Um, and so um, we just went after that, right? And my dad, on day like six, my dad drove up. Uh, from Salem, he actually took a flight, and the flight got halfway here, and an engine blew out, and then they had to turn around and go back into Portland, um, and then uh, then he rented a car and drove with a bunch of guys who were like, we need to get to Spokane, um, so uh, it ended up working out really well. He got in at like five in the morning or something after the drive, and because uh, it was a late night flight, but it was it was really such a blessing to have my father with me. Um, it was really cool. He came in, sat down on the bed, and um, we just chatted for a minute. About a minute into the conversation, my dad's weeping. I'm weeping, and we and like just hearts opened to a different place than we've probably been before. And it was just beautiful healing. And we just dug in some dirt for a minute and pulled out some gems and pulled out some areas that needed healing and just got to walk into that. Um, and uh, that's all a little foggy, I'll be honest, but it was really beautiful um, and really sweet. And I got to support my dad in his trials and struggles and what he's going through, um, trying to sell a practice and retire and, and be done all in the midst of um, all the restrictions in, in Oregon and trying to figure out how he's going to actually be able to do that. Um, so with that, um, that, that, was, that was beautiful. Um, on day 14 is when um, probably was the, the low point of it. And, and many of you have had COVID. You, you understand what I'm talking about. But for those of you who don't know, if you have COVID pneumonia, there's a, a place where you're um, coughing and unable to breathe. Like you just can't get a breath in. And um, for the first time, well, after seven days, and when, the, when the pneumonia started, I'm like, okay, we just moved into unjust territory is how I felt. Because I was actually at peace for the first seven days. And then when I'm like, wait, this is, not, this is not right. 
like I was totally at peace, and now I'm like something is off here. So um, they, I was started actually coughing up blood, and so Mika was very concerned that I had a, a pulmonary embolism or something in my lungs from the pneumonia. So uh, we went to the ER. Um, I did, this is a cool thing. I go to the ER, my oxygen levels are like 92 the entire time in the ER. Well, my oxygen, uh, as far as oxygen uh, saturation, well, they'd it'd been in the mid to low 80s for a while. And I was just on oxygen full time. So um, there they did all the tests, clear, no, nothing, no blood clots in my lungs. Everything was great. Did a CAT scan, was fine. And then um, I, I, they just discharged me. Like, yeah, you're on steroids. You're doing all the right medical things. See you later. I'm like, great, you know, praise God. I did not want to be in the hospital. Um, and then um, I ended up um, getting home and having a really severe coughing attack, um, like the most severe one that I'd had. And I was, at that point, a little bit in panic mode, right? Like, like what is going on? That Mika said that right after that, the animals were all agitated in the house, and she was like, she felt a spirit of death. I was going to have her share this. She felt the spirit of death on the house. And so she just, she's like, I need to build myself up in my most holy faith. She just began speaking in tongues, right? Just praying in the spirit. And uh, as she's praying in the spirit, she comes in and sits next to me. And um, Quinn walks in the room. She goes, I'm really scared. I don't know why. I'm really scared. And so, well, let's pray in the spirit. So Mika's... Uh, on the bed with me, and I'm, I'm just, like, trying to, like, relax a little bit. Like, my, all my nerves are at 10,000. And, um, and so she's praying in the spirit, and uh, Charlene was there. And uh, Quinn comes in and says, so, so let's just pray. And so Quinn actually starts singing in the spirit, which if you hear Quinn sing, it's just beautiful, right? And then um, Charlene came in the room. And began singing and praying and dancing. Like this swirling around. Just praying in the spirit. We were all just praying in the spirit. And um, Mika had a sense that some angels had entered the room. And Quinn had a vision of um, the, this journal. Angel picking up this journal and placing it on my chest. And then pushing it into my chest. And then pulling it back out and setting it back down. Mika, at the same time, is seeing two angels. One doctoring me in some way. And then one with a small tube breathing into my lungs. Through breathing into my mouth. And that was the last time I had a coughing attack. Didn't have any... Any major coughing, anything after that, um, it was a it was a it was a miracle moment, right? Just heaven steps in the room in your in your time of greatest need. Uh, it was just absolutely beautiful. I want to share that to build our faith. That in those moments of despair, he's there. He's there. And he will prompt us to do unusual things. Like, well, let's just pray in tongues. For some, that's not that unusual. 
It, it may be to just read scriptures over somebody. It could be a number of different things that God wants to have happen. So we have to listen. And I, I wanted to share some things out of my journal because the Lord has me in three scriptures on faith this last, last week really for the sake of building up my faith. Because I went through, after about week three, I went through some real disappointment and discouragement. Just like, ah, what is, what, what is this? I'm frustrated, God. You know, uh, my expectations aren't being met, God. <laughs> Anybody else ever been there? Uh, God, you haven't met my expectations. What's happening? Where are you? What's going on? My expectation is that you'll do this. But you didn't do that. Where, you, know, what's, you know, I threw a little pity party for about four days, okay? I, I know I'm the only one that does that, so I can just own it for me, okay? So um, on day 19, because I, I wrote which day it was of the COVID journey in my journal as I was kind of going through it. On day 19, God woke me up at 4 a.m. and he gave me five keys for the next season. Because I said, God, you don't waste. I said, Lord, you don't waste our pain. You don't waste our trials. You don't waste our suffering. In fact, you say it's a fellowship and it's a partnership with you when we suffer. So if this is really a partnership, I need to know what you got for me. I need you to talk to me about this. And I'll just bullet point. Uh, he went into detail, but I'll just bullet point um, those five things for you. And then we'll read a couple of passages and, and I think we'll be good today as far as what I can handle. Um, let go of busyness in your pace. Hey, God's been speaking to this uh, for two years, right? Let go of your busyness and pace. Um, yeah. And this is just about, it's not about not getting things done. Do you get that? But it's about the push. Because the... He, he spoke very clearly to me. This is about delegation, and it's about just opening the doors for more and more people to get the things done because the things need to get done. He says, Chris, you don't prove anything to me by being busy. You don't get more approved by me because you're busy. Amen? Amen. 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 We're already approved, Right? So that was when I felt like I wanted to share these because I feel like they're important for all of us to grab onto in the next season. Every one of you has a, what we would call a metron or a sphere of influence, a sphere of authority. Every one of you has one. You have an area where you've got responsibility, right, where you have areas that you are responsible for. Those are areas of authority that you have, okay? Okay. So, so for people who are unclear about authority is responsibility, okay? <laughs> so just to put it in real life terms, where you're responsible is an area where you have authority. If you're not responsible to something, quit acting like you have authority over it. Because you probably don't, but you wish you did. Um, 
God's the one who gives it to you, right? So lean into where you have responsibility. And he said, authority requires hard decisions that people don't like. So you know what he told me, lead better. That's for all of us. Where you have responsibility, you're going to have to make decisions people don't like. It's okay. Lead. Take authority. Take responsibility. Healthy leadership will empower those who challenge who you challenge to be a healthier person and to encounter my love and goodness. When, when authority and, and you steward in leadership your authority well, it actually empowers people to grow. Right? It doesn't control. Great place to say amen, church. Authority doesn't control. <laughs> it doesn't. It empowers. Right? And so we want to we have, have all of our leaders and everyone in each of your areas of influence lead in such a manner that it empowers the people around you. The third thing he said was maintain holiness in the midst of adversity and the desire for distraction. That's my phone. Sometimes social media, sometimes the news, sometimes a game. Escapism leads to compromise. Looking for a distraction in the midst of whatever we're doing, will at some point lead to some type of compromise. When you're overwhelmed, come to the Father. When you're anxious, come to the Father, right? Because holiness is only found in his presence. It's not found in how well you did on your year-long Bible study. How many people are looking like, I did not finish it? Just a couple of us. I actually nailed it this year. I felt good about it. Oh, oh, just a side note. Mika would like to see if there's a group of people here who are interested in doing the Bible in a year with her and then meeting potentially every couple of weeks to discuss the study. So if you're interested in that, will you text Mika and say, I'm interested, and then she'll invite you to the plan or whatever she's doing. So if you're interested in doing that with her, um, she's making that available to everybody. Um, it's been on her heart to do a Bible study. Um, and she's really enjoyed. She got through the Bible in a year. She spent the last three days just pouring over Revelation um, to catch up. Um, so when, when we are desiring to be distracted, we have to run to the Father. Because distractions are uh, where compromise enters. And I, I got a, I've got two journals, okay? I got my personal journal. Actually, I have three, but then I've, I've got my personal journal, and then I have my work journal. And my work journal has four pages of notes this last month of all the things that I think I need to get done. Well, I, I wrote him down because that would be distraction from me actually resting and doing the thing that God asked me to do, which was to let go and rest. And thankfully, I've got great people like Charlene who call me and say, Chris, 
This is a, a beautiful reminder for you that uh, you don't have to work right now. Let it go. Just right. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. The, um, the next thing, the fourth thing was be as big as I've called you to be. That's what he told me. Be as big as I've called you to be. Don't avoid the call. This is for the house. Don't avoid the call because of its size. Because it's bigger than you're comfortable with. Because of its magnitude. Because of the cost of the call. Don't avoid it. Don't avoid the call because of potential conflicts or potential rejection of those who don't believe in you. Don't let your past dictate your platform. Don't let your past dictate your platform by withholding from the platform because of what's in your past. That's still living under guilt and shame. Right? So, yep, and don't fear failure. If you're called to be as big as he wants you to be, then your failure is actually part of the platform. He's gracious. Amen? Okay. All right, number five. Invest in me, take more time in your slower pace to find me and for me to speak to you. I have depths, riches of revelation, songs, books, and empowerment at your fingertips. Remember, all of those are secondary in the fruit of being with me. It's just fruit of being with him. But he does have things in store for us when we are with him. So come expecting when you come to him. Right? He wanted to build my expectation to receive more when I'm with him. To enjoy more when I'm with him. Um, the first passage I want to touch on today, I, ho- I hope those are helpful for you. I know they're helpful for me because it's exactly what the Lord spoke to me uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning on day 19 of COVID. That... Um, Oh, actually, I need this. Um, that the whole measurement of a trial is not on whether or not our expectations are met. Because if we set the wrong expectations, you step into disappointment. But he never disappoints. Never. So, uh, Romans 5 Classic, classic uh, passage on faith and trials, uh, verses 1 through 5. Let me just say, faith, faith is the key, period. Faith is the key. Boop. What, What does a key do? It gives you access. Right? So faith gives us access to certain things. Let me, let me tell you about those things. Verse, uh, chapter 5, Romans, uh, verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God 
through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace by, in, in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produce perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So faith gives us access to justification. We're justified before God because we believed in him. Being justified before God is saying that you are no longer guilty. You are no longer guilty and you have a right to be in the throne room of God. Because you believed in the son, in his death, his burial, his resurrection. You believe that he is king of kings and lord of lords because you've placed him in that standard of being your, not just your savior, but your lord. You've given your life completely to him because you believed on his name. You believed in the word, in the gospel, in the good news. You believed. And because of that faith, you are now justified before God. Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law will condemn you, but in Christ you are justified. So we have access to justification before God by faith. We also have peace. Many of us are looking for peace in our life. We think we can get it through circumstances, through more money, through the right job, through, through all these different things, the right relationship, right? If only my spouse would, then we'd have peace. No. Peace comes through faith in believing God. No other place are you going to have peace God will work out your circumstances as you believe in him. He always does. He's very merciful that way, very gracious towards us in that. But we have peace through faith in choosing to believe him. We also have grace, right? Verse 2, through whom, through Jesus, whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We have access to God's, we would say, unmerited favor, God's empowerment in the midst of our weakness, God's covering, however you want to put grace in whatever form you want to give it. Don't care. You have access to it. It can be defined a lot of ways, and I'm not going to get into like, well, this is the only way it can be. No. Grace is huge. The concept is way bigger than we think. It's all available because you believe God. You have access through Christ. Lastly, we have hope in Romans 5. Right? We have hope. We have hope. We have access to hope. Hope 
hope. When we feel hopeless, our belief in him gives us hope. Because anytime we feel hopeless, it's because we're not, we're believing a lie, right? Fran Japan, Ed Silvoso, these guys, they hammer that over and over. Faith is the key. It opens the door, gives us access to justification, peace, grace, and hope. We need this. We need to, we need to begin to view the world through the lens of faith. Um, what is it that we're believing God for? Because if your faith is surrounding your circumstances, if you're going to believe God for making sure that the outcomes all look the way that you want it to look, your faith is amiss. See, here's the, here's the beauty of Romans 5. Not only that we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, not only that we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, which is the fruit of justification, peace, grace, and hope, but we, he says, also glory in tribulations. We glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produce. If our faith is to avoid tribulation and trial, our faith is amiss. If your faith is to avoid difficulty, your faith is amiss. Why? God wants to produce some things in you, so he's okay with you having some tribulation. Do you know that? God's actually okay with you feeling pressure? He's okay with it. Why? Because it's in these moments that we encounter the Holy Spirit. He pours his love out in us. And what does that produce? Because this is what Romans 5, 5 says. Right? We get to encounter the love of Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit in tribulation, which produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character builds hope. Perseverance builds character, and character hope. All right, turn with me real quick to James Chapter 1, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let, or let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete. I'm at one verse, started in one, one verse 2, I'm now in verse 5, verse 4, but the patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach. Say, God gives liberally. And it will be given to him, but let him ask in faith. Oh, there's that word again. With no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. 
For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. The point here is that faith under pressure produces perseverance, character, and hope. And it produces patience leading to maturity. It's okay to pray for patience because that means you're going to mature. Stop avoiding that, will you? This is like, I want to pray for patience because then I got a trial. Well, do you want to mature or not? You want to stay immature? Don't have a trial. Avoid them. Stay distracted. Stay distracted. When the pressure comes, slither off in your cave for a while. And avoid it. That's how you will not mature. That's not how you grow. We grow through trials. And you know what he does is he humbles us. Because we think our solution is always the best solution. I can fix it. I'm not just saying that because I'm a man. Okay, even though a lot of us guys think we can solve it all. Right? We are problem solvers. Let me fix it. Mika, Mika just mentioned a schedule, that, uh, that an appointment that she had. It was like a vet appointment to go pick up meds or something. She just mentioned it. And she's like, I'm going to take a quick nap, but this thing's got to be done before 4 o'clock. I'm like, do you want me to solve this problem for you right now? Like, we have an hour and a half. Like, do you want me to go pick it up? She's like, I didn't ask you for anything. I'm just telling you, I'm getting up in a little bit to go get the meds before four. I'm like, oh, I went so fast into problem-solving mode that I didn't even give her a chance to tell me the whole story. Not good. He humbles us because the best way through any trial is down and through. It's to humble yourself and walk through it than to bolster yourself and fix it or try to go around it or try to make, manipulate the situation and work out the way you want it to work. Maybe we just humble ourselves and we go through it under the power of the Holy Spirit. Patience leads to maturity. A mature faith is different from a double-minded faith. What's the key to maturity? Wisdom. He ties this together. He says, Let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If you lack wisdom, ask. If you lack wisdom, ask. So pride says, I can fix it. Pride says, I will make myself busy to make it better. But when we don't know what to do, we have to ask for wisdom. And we actually have to believe God that he will give it to us. Don't doubt that he will give you an answer. My wife and I, as we've gone through this, we realize that when we go through any major trial 
that God gives you an extra authority in that arena. When you overcome in an area, he gives you some authority. So we're excited about what God's going to do with COVID and health. Right? Like I feel like, okay, Lord, you got something for us. And so one of her friends said, start listening and reading everything from Smith Wigglesworth, right? On healing. Well, he wouldn't go pray for someone until he had heard exactly what God had in that situation for their healing. He would, like, he walked into a house with uh, a a son who was gravely ill, and the mom was kind of sick, and the son was about to die. So he comes in, he was called in to pray for them, and he goes in, and, and he's, like, assessing, asking questions, and he's like, do you guys have a private room I can go to? They're like, yeah, sure. So he goes up to this bedroom and he goes in and begins to pray. He's up there for four hours. And there's a group of people there waiting for this boy who's like on death's door, dying for him to pray for him. And he just, he wasn't going <coughs> to be rushed. He wasn't going to be pushed. They knocked on the door several times. He's like, I'm not ready. Just waited on the Lord for the wisdom of how to pray. And he came down, cast the demon out of the mom, and the boy got healed. He could have been praying for healing for the boy all day and missed it. If you lack wisdom, ask. And believe that he will give it to you. And how about we not get up until you get it? The last point I had, and I'm I'm gonna skip the scriptures, Philippians or 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, um, that talks about those things that are seen, you know, are perishable, but those things are not seen are imperishable. God wants us to remember that it is by faith, faith, our belief in that which is not seen. Right? Hebrews 11.1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We have faith that is eternal. It is eternal. The outcomes are eternal outcomes. Though we be perishing in this temporary body, though these circumstances that are temporary got us all flustered, we must get our eyes on heaven and maintain an eternal perspective by faith. He has something great in store for you for all eternity. So can we get our eyes back on heaven in the midst of all the craziness? Get our eyes back on his face in his presence. And he'll remind you that sometimes that thing that is so huge in our eyes is actually a a drop in a bucket of a moment of time. Because what he's building in you is something eternal. Not just for a moment. I, I was hoping to encourage you all today in my process because 
God is beyond faithful. And what he has in store for each of you is a destiny that's bigger than you can see. And it's okay to be satisfied with a simple life. I'm not saying that everybody's got to make hundreds of thousands of dollars and needs to da-da, but you have influence. And there are people, souls that need you to have faith. You have influence in people's lives where they need to know you are a man or a woman of faith. And when circumstances are sideways, you're going to believe God. That you're not going to act until you have the wisdom of God. Now you're going to seek his face and come to him when you're feeling pressure, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling overwhelmed, that you're going to run to the Father who's going to minister to his love to you through the Holy Spirit so that you can be built up in your faith and walk in perseverance and develop your character and have hope when nobody else does. We're called to be very abnormal Christians. Ones who will believe God instead of make an excuse for why we shouldn't believe God and call it wisdom. It's time for us to step into a season and perhaps we start the new year with a dedication to have radical faith, to believe God for unreasonable things to believe God that he's going to give us unreasonable opportunities. And some of those might be trials, but he's going to give us unreasonable opportunities to rejoice in the hope of his glory coming through it. Amen? Will you stand with me? We're just going to dedicate our hearts to believing God this year, to stepping into a greater level of faith. Will you repeat after me? God, I believe your word, your voice. I believe your prophetic word. I believe that you are here, that you are with me, that you want to fill me, that you want to reveal yourself to me. And I invite you to come into my heart, to fill me again, to show me who you are in greater measure so that I might believe in greater measure. Give me a fiery hunger for your presence. want you in your own way to just take a moment and dedicate your heart to believe God in greater measure this year. If you can dedicate 2022 to anything, it would be, God, help me to believe you more. 
Help me to believe your word more. Help me to have faith. Help me to believe you more. Not the things that I concoct in my head. Not the great grand ideas that I have in my heart. But let me believe you more. And let me seek you until I have the wisdom from heaven. Just dedicate yourself to that right now. Father, I ask right now for each person that's here that you would increase their faith. Grant them, every person here, the capacity to wait on you, to slow down and wait on your word, to remove distraction and to wait on you to seek you and find you. And Father, I thank you that faith is about knowing you. Father, we believe you because you've loved us and you've revealed yourself to us. And for that, God, we are eternally grateful. (laughs) Give us capacity to believe in greater measure. If you've struggled in your faith, to believe God in some specific areas in your life, if you've felt like there are things that are too overwhelming for you that you're struggling with to believe God for, I want you to come forward. And I just want to pray a special prayer over you. If you've really been in a battle to believe God in some area of your life, maybe it's to overcome sin. Maybe it's to believe that your call is real. Maybe it's to believe that he's going to take care of you and your finances, right? Any of those, any, anything where you've struggled to believe God, it's okay. I have my own areas where I struggle to believe God. If that's you, can you come forward, please? Dennis, can you come real quick? have Dennis I'm a little tired so I'm going to have Dennis come by and just anoint everybody smart move the gum Dennis is all over it you all be thankful (laughs) Dennis is going to come by and anoint you and impart faith. I just want you to put your hands out like you're receiving. And if you're out in the audience and you want to believe that, great. Come on, put your hands out like you're going to receive. One of my mentors, Tracy Armstrong, was the last person or Roberts ever prayed for. Oral Roberts had a powerful healing ministry and Pastor Tracy went to his bedside 
right before he passed, slipped into a coma and then he passed. And Oral Roberts wanted to impart some things to Tracy, right? Things are imparted through the laying on of hands. And Tracy was so excited. He's gonna have this amazing healing ministry and all this because he's getting imparted, impartation from Oral Roberts, you know? Oral Roberts quietly pulls Tracy really close to him and says, I impart to you the ability to believe God. That's it. And right here, Pastor Tracy and Natalie put their hands on Meek and me and imparted that to us, that we'd have the ability just to believe God. And I just take up that heritage from Oral Roberts to just believe God. So I just impart the ability to believe God. Believe God. And these, don't worry about the circumstance. Let's just get our eyes on Jesus. Believe Him. I impart the ability to believe God. I impart the ability to believe God. I impart to you the ability to believe God. Yeah, believe. I impart the ability to believe God. I impart to you the ability to believe God. about your circumstances. It's not about the trial or the chaos or the situation. This is about Him. This is about believing Him. Believing Him. He does have all of your answers. And it may not be easy. That's why you got family to walk you through it.
just release right now over everyone in this room peace by faith that you would have peace that every storm would be settled in your heart because of his presence in your life that his presence would be your priority over the change of circumstance that you would encounter the love of God more than you encounter all the things that your heart desires that you would encounter him and find him so father i pray that you take every person here to a deeper place of knowing you than they've ever been before that they would walk in deeper depths of intimacy with you because they believe you thank you god for what you're doing in this place we bless everyone here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Thank you to everybody who helped serve us and ministered to us while we were going through our battle. We're still walking it out, but we're super grateful. We're super grateful. So, bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Harvest Valley Worship Center is called to be a refuge for healing and a launch pad for transformation. If this message impacted you today, please let us know in a comment, or you can email us at media at hvwc.com. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to connecting with you.